1: This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready.
0: Bill says, with all the bank failures I've been hearing and seeing, Eric, should I be thinking about putting my money someplace else?
2: Short and sweet. Well, Bill, um... The uh, failure is uh, overly exaggerated, but um, Mm -hmm. there's been some issues with a couple of small regional banks, um, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank and uh, one other. And with Silicon Valley, um, the issue there was not – it was the investments that the bank had when they had to liquidate them because so many people took a run on the bank or wanted their money. They were selling those at a loss, and so uh, the government had to step in to help uh, shore up the funding for that. Really, it comes into play if you're under or over that FDIC insurance. And if you're working with a credit union, you have a different insurance. Um, It's the NCUA. So most of those are going to protect you up to $250,000 per account. Mm -hmm. So if you're married, each, both the husband and the wife or spouses, uh, can we say it's husband and wife, they are covered. So they each have an individual account. And so you got kind of double that. You could go move assets to another bank. Um, That's one way you could do it. So there's some ways to protect yourself. The people that are are kind of it's really corporations, companies that have that issue because they're always going to have typically more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars in their bank account, right? And many uh, use them for
0: payroll and all sorts. Correct. Of, yeah.
2: Correct. And so. Most individual people, it's not going to be that big of a worry to you. If you do have more than that, you might want to look at, at splitting it up and going to a couple of other banks. There's plenty of banks in the local area here that can help you. But
0: I think the the big concern with that kind of thought process, though, Eric, and tell me what you think, is, is, is if we all started doing that and, and pulling money out and going, that's when we create a problem, right? Like if we all start going and, and well, I'm taking my money and putting in the mattress, That's when we can start to have an issue because it's not like your money's sitting there with your name on it in a box.
2: Right. So, putting the match. Yeah. So, if if more people want their money out of the bank than the bank has in liquid cash reserves, right. Because they they have to take that money and they got to put it to work because they make money off of a yield spread. Sure. Um, so they loaned it out. That's the primary way they do it, but they have excess cash like Silicon Valley did. They bought some um, government bonds, and so when the interest rates went up like they did in 2022, those bonds lost value. If they needed to liquidate them, if you didn't need to liquidate them, it was fine, but they had to because what? Everyone's coming and get their money out. So I think if people kind of reposition from bank to bank and they don't take it out in cash, which is dumb to do anyways, because if you have it in your house, think about what are the risks there. You know, someone could... Break in and steal it, right? Sure. Your house could burn down, and there goes the the money as well, right? So unless you have a fireproof safe or something like that, but you're not earning anything on it either, right? Interest rates today are great, so if you move some from Bank A to Bank B, and the person in Bank B takes some out of Bank B and puts it in Bank A, then they're kind of going to be even, right?
0: Yeah. Well, is that where insurance yeah. maybe is, a, is an interesting conversation in these times, Eric? Because obviously those are in, those are different, right? And so some people are they. They move to insurance, or they have cash value plans, or things of that nature.
2: It's all kinds of different investments right. um, that you can go into, but the issue then becomes uh, liquidity. So every investment True. has yeah. three components to it, but you only get to pick two. So it's growth, liquidity, or safety. So if you go with insurance based products, those are going to be safer. They'll have some growth options, but they're not going to be that liquid. True. If you keep money in point. a savings account at the bank, you got the liquidity and you got the safety. Not going to grow that much, but today's interest rates are actually not bad. They're better than they have been in the past. Right, and if you put, let's say, in the stock market, right, you got growth opportunity. You have liquidity, but you don't have safety. So, so I think it's just being the,
0: being smart, right, and not to your point, not putting too much in in one area.
2: Correct, yeah. correct, and that's why having a plan too um, helps to see how much liquidity that you actually need. Because a lot of people overemphasize how much liquidity they need, especially those that are in retirement, mm-hmm. because. When you reach retirement age, 59 fifty nine and a half, all of your retirement plans become available to you if you really needed them in a crunch, right? Right. So you don't need as much money in the bank.
0: Yeah, I kind of think about the two hundred fifty thousand dollars FDIC limit and think, do you need a, do you have a two hundred fifty thousand dollars emergency? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, do you need that much cash actually in the bank? So I don't know. Every every plan, every situation is going to be different, right? Correct. Yeah.
2: Remember, the one word answer, I'll answer every financial question. is depends. Yeah,
0: it depends on the individual. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So which, again, is why we talk in generality so then people can go, okay, yeah, that sounds a little like me and I want to talk about how that's going to affect me specifically. So that's the whole point there. Uh, so like Tommy, uh, by the way, Lil, thanks for the question. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, Tommy in Altoona says, Eric, I'm hoping to retire in about two years when I turn 57. So he's only 55 right now. And my, he says, my wife doesn't think it's feasible that I can uh, do this alone, but I think it can be done. So what do I need to consider about retiring at a young age?
2: Ah, well, Tommy, uh, I hope you get your, your wife on board. And it depends if she's going to retire at the same time too, um, because typically I see one person wants to leave early, their thought process, well, my spouse will keep on working so they can cover the health insurance. So the number one thing for retiring early is going to be that health insurance coverage. Now, that I mentioned earlier is that if your income is down below a certain level, so 400% of the poverty level, which for a couple, $125,000 a year. So if your income is less than that, you get a subsidy on your health insurance. So that could be kind of nice. Um, Second thing is what plans you can actually take money from. Because most retirement plans, IRAs, other types of uh, savings like that, you need to be 59 and a half before you can get the money out. So if you're going to retire at 57, the only plan that you could take money out from and avoid the 10% tax penalty would be the retirement plan that you were at when you left work. So if it's a 401k or 403b, something like that, or TSP, you do have access to that plan. But if you have IRAs, you can't access them without that penalty. You can access them, them, you're going to pay 10% more tax. So that's the big concern between those things. So health insurance and then taking the money out without additional tax penalties are the two big ones when you retire at that age. Also, there's a concept. It's the difference between return and income. A lot of that gets blurry for people because- when they look at the – if they do a quick calculation on their – let's say their appreciation on their 401k plan, say, well, or it actually calculates your average rate of return or your long-term rate of return, let's say it's been 7%. Like, okay, I can take 5% off and I, I've been making the 7%, so still increased by 2. That's return. The 5% you want is income. So if the average is 7%, let us say, that means that there's years where it's higher than that and there's years where it's what? Lower mm-hmm. or negative like it was in 2022. Right. You still want that, let's say 5%, you still need to take that income. So when markets are down, guess what? You're selling more of your stuff in order to get that return. That stuff's not going to come back as fast because it's you sold it. It's not come back at all because you sold it, locked in that loss. So you need to have an open conversation, honest conversation about how much I'm taking out, where's it gonna come from, and can I get it from safer, smarter places because return is not income, okay? Yeah, yeah. true. So those are some things you got to think through, Tommy. But um, the fact and, that you're and me- over and
0: medical for sure too.
2: Yeah, medical, and then taking withdrawals only from the plan you separated from. Otherwise, everything else that you have that's retirement style accounts, IRAs, those types of things, you're not going to. You have additional tax penalties until you turn fifty nine and a half.
0: Yeah, some good points there for sure. Uh, so there's a lot of challenges that come with retiring early. There's a lot of could be a lot of benefits as well. So you certainly want to make sure that you've got everything lined up so that you don't have to go back to work. That would not be the ideal situation, unless you want to, right? Of course, unless you want to. So, 515-226-1500. Tommy is the number to have a conversation, get onto the calendar. But for other folks, certainly retiring early is becoming more and more popular, as we talked about earlier in the show. So, uh, even if it's not quite that early, you know, 60, 60, 61, whatever the case is, might 59, right? When we start reaching some of those other accounts, 59 and a half, that kind of thing. So, definitely reach out to them, 515-226-1500. All right, final email question this week is from Howard in Indianola, and he says, I don't understand why the government is forcing me to take money out, Eric, of my IRA. I just don't need it, simply because I've hit a certain age. Why does this happen, he says.
2: Uh, well, Howard, um, it's because those are the rules of, the, uh, the rules of those plans. They,
0: they broke. They want your money.
2: Yeah. Right. The government doesn't want to allow money to be um, tax-deferred in perpetuity. They want it to come out at some point, and- have to pay the tax on it. Now, it doesn't mean when you take out this required minimum distribution, RMD, which now moved um, due to Secure Act 2.0 from age 72 to age 73, for me, anyone born after 1960 is now age 75, so you don't have to take the money out until those times, but you have to take it out, pay tax on it. What you do with it after that point, it's up to you. You can spend it, you can save it, do whatever you want to do with it. You just gotta pay that tax. now. To battle some of the impact of that, Howard, you can do what's called a qualified charitable distribution. So you could give some of that away to charity. Got to be a little altruistic about it. But um, anything you send to the charity directly from the custodian satisfies this minimum distribution requirement that you have, this RMD, but you don't pay tax on what you send to the charity. But um, if you don't like it, Um, write your congressman, congressperson, (laughs) because the only ones that can change that rule. Otherwise, it's uh, it's just set in stone. The government wants you to take some money out, pay the tax, because they don't want it to remain tax-deferred forever. So kudos to you. You've lived a long time, and so you're at an age where you're forced to pull it out. I get it. It gets annoying. I have a lot of clients that they're upset about that, too, that they have to take it out because they don't want to spend it, and they want to leave it on to their kids. So Maybe you take out the RMD and you give it to them now so they can enjoy it while you're around to see uh, how much fun they had with that money. So, yeah, that's different a good thought. Things you can do with that, Howard. But yeah. got to pull it out if you don't. Penalties. Uh, right now it's 50%. They're reworking that and taking it down to only a 10% penalty. So, you don't have to take it, but then you give the government their interest or their, their uh, tax, anyways, and they're going to penalize you for not taking it. So, you might as well take it, spend it, enjoy it, or give it to people, give it to your family, or give it to charities if you're. So yeah, inclined you, can that you can always do lives. that,
0: right, Eric? You can always do a QCD and, and yep. send some money that way to charities. Uh, and if you haven't started taking RMDs yet then and you want to figure out how to do that, that's when maybe it's worth having a Roth conversion conversation, correct?
2: Absolutely, yeah. So the great great segue there or answer, Mark, is that, Howard, if you don't like it, convert it all. If you convert all to Roth, guess what? You're mm-hmm. not going to take anything out. But you're going to pay all the tax now. So if they're paid over time, you want to pay it now. But you can right. avoid RMDs. or the other way that you can do it, which I don't recommend, is that if you lost all your money. so if let's, all, not your, do,
0: let's not do that.
2: <laughs> if all your eyes went to zero, you don't have to take an RMD against a zero account, but yeah. not a good strategy.
1: You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. Making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040